Hello, welcome to Spotlight, the creative spark of Max Radio's output. Spotlight, brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. This evening, forget the marathon, here comes the bandathon. What? Stay tuned to find out more. The first in our series profiling the island's art gallery spaces and the launch of a new exhibition which provides a wonderful retrospective of one of the island's great, if undersung, artists, Dave Fletcher. As always, do get in touch with any creative, artistic endeavours you may be involved in, planning, hoping to create or would really like to, all together now, put in the spotlight. Be they poetic, visual, theatrical, musical, literary, mime, da, 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 yeah, you know the rest. Email me, spotlight at manxradio.com or howardcane at banksradio.com. I get both. So let's get at it. The polymath Force of Nature, which is Jackie Morrie Grace, is no stranger to this programme, usually with her poetic or literary hat on. However, while she doesn't like to blow her own horn, thank you pun lovers, she's a talented musician as well, and no stranger to fundraising for good causes. All of which brings us to this weekend's Bandathon, which is a... Well, here's the woman herself to tell you more. It's going to be 13 bands performing back-to-back this Saturday um, between 1pm and 1am at Quids Inn in Douglas. So basically we're raising awareness and we're raising funds for Without Wings and Manx Autoimmune Arthritis Trust. We were established in 2016. Uh, the last time we did this was 2018, before the pandemic, obviously. And um, it was fantastic fun. We've got Andy Saunders down at Quids, who's always been a huge supporter of um, the charity anyway. Uh, and he, he helps everything go really smoothly and uh, hopefully have a raffle and we're asking people to bring as well um cash it's, it's pounding uh, for which you get all this amazing kind of music and stuff mm-hmm. but also cash for our bucket collection as well uh, to help us raise more funds as we've got a few initiatives that we're running at present all sorts of different bands again because they, they are back-to-back literally a bandathon as it says a marathon with bands and lots of different musical types they're not all just playing the same sort of music it's going to be uh, quite eclectic, yes. So we've got uh, the hip hop collective, obviously, and um, we've got jazz. So we've got two little jazz outfits this year. We've got the blue van and jazz band, and we've got the bus pass blues band. Um, we've also tried to encourage some younger bands this year. So um, we've got a brand new little outfit. They're only like twelve and thirteen, um, called the only thing to fear. And we've got nighttime tennis, and we've got dropkick the fish. I think they're our young bands. Um, We've got some some metally punk stuff, Swarf Damage, uh, Terence George, The Ballags. I don't want to miss anyone out here. We've got Fectones. <laughs> <laughs> I could just go for the whole... And Bad Acid, who are... I don't think anybody would mind if I say they're my personal favourite. Oh, right, OK. Yeah. So, that, I mean, we can safely say then there's something for everyone, basically. If you drop in at some stage, you're going to pick up some sort of music you like. Yeah. Yes, and it is about dropping in. So it's not about turning up at 1pm and staying for the whole 12 hours, obviously. It's about coming in, taking in a bit of music, supporting the charity. Uh, we've got loads of initiatives at the minute. We're, do- we're going on a big awareness raising initiative. Um, but we've also, we've, we've got a new website that we launched last year year I think already this year mm-hmm. and we're really encouraging people to start using our services um you know it's very difficult when you have an autoimmune diagnosis our whole kind of ethos is that we support people um so it's, you know they get the medication support whatever from the hospital but we support every other angle because I, I I am affected by the illness myself and it can be so complicated to live with um 
and it affects every area of your life, you know, your work, your, your social life, um, your ability to earn. Raising awareness as well, one of the things that we're really trying to do is to help like earlier diagnosis as well, which is very, very important with these conditions. Um, and then there's a the grant making initiative. So uh, we're, we're also, we're just, we're just moving our counselling initiative actually. So we're going to really start to hype that again soon as um, we've got a fantastic new service provider. So um, yeah, things like counselling, home, home help, awareness um all those kind of things raising funds and and i think everything for i think it is also again as you say it's raising awareness because the whole thing with with autoimmune and some of the uh, conditions mentioned here like sort of uh, juvenile arthritis and lupus and such like don't tend to get an awful lot of they're not often in the public eye and perhaps sort of go, go unnoticed by a lot of the a lot of the populace yeah they're very misunderstood mm. and actually arthritis is is a word that i've always had an issue with because it, they're very different to the, the age and wear and tear, which is obviously a hideous condition, but they're not actually related, apart from the fact that the outcome can be joint destruction and damage. Uh, they are autoimmune illnesses that uh, autoimmune illnesses that attack pe- can attack people at any age, any time of life, um, and can be absolutely devastating. There are good meds nowadays, much better meds than there used to be, but not everyone responds well to them or they might become immune to them. So it, it's a complex, constant journey and, uh, you know, setbacks can be very hard work. So the money raised by the Bandathon, this is going to go to, to sort of education, research work and that sort of thing? We are um, we are starting a bit of an awareness campaign. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're using the services of graphic designer Ali Hodgson at the moment. She's a lupus sufferer. Uh, we like to use people who, you know, have got the condition as well. Um, and she's uh, going to be helping us do a poster campaign. But we've also got, which we'll be launching this Saturday, we've got brand new leaflets, which Ali and I have done together. So I've done the copy and she's done the graphics. And they're fantastic. So we're going to um, be getting those around all the GP surgeries and, and anywhere else that needs some really libraries and places like that. So people can see what we're doing. We're only a very small voluntary organisation. It's pr- pr- primarily me um, and a little group of trustees. Uh, and we just... So we work very hard to do everything, but we also try and keep it well contained. So a couple of events a year and, um, and the website, really. It's a wonderful cause to actually be raising money for. It's a, it's a great day. People want to go along then. So it's on Saturday, 1st of October. It starts at 1pm. And if you want to hear any of the bands, you just what you just roll up, do it, and pay your money, and then you go. You just roll up and pay your money, and that's all you need to do. Um, the last time we did it, though, like I said, it was pre-pandemic. The door, it was, it was full house from about 7pm. I don't know if it's going to be like this this year. I don't know. Uh, I know that, that things might have changed slightly, but please do come down, pop in, come and say hi, especially if you've got the con- any of these conditions that we talk about. Come and find me, come and chat to me. I'm very open to talk to anybody and I'll be around the entire time. Um, so, yes, please come and speak. And are you playing? I am playing. I'll be playing with Blue Van and Jazz and I'll be playing with um, Hannah Fex or Geordie MC in Innuendos. So that's 3pm and 11pm are our slots. And I'll be there with my trombone all day. So if any other band just wants me to hop up, yes, of course. <laughs> just look for the woman with the trombone. Shouldn't be that difficult. Should be a great night. Well, day and night, actually. And remember, you don't have to stay for all 12 hours. Just drop in when it suits. Spotlight. Brought to you by the Isle of Man Arts Council. Now, the first in a new mini-series over the coming weeks here on Spotlight where we'll profile the island's art gallery spaces, a small but select band of dedicatees to the cause. And we're going to start out west with, for some, perhaps a little gem 
yet to be discovered. Others might know it like the back of the hand. So we have come down to the Artreach Gallery down in Peel. You might know it just by Mill Road. As you're heading towards or by the side of the House of Manannan, you'll have spotted it there, tucked away, a little gem in the corner of Peel, and well worth a visit if you've never been before. And this is the first of our little short series exploring just some of the gallery spaces on the Isle of Man. And there aren't that many. There aren't that many. And Isle Contemporary. OK, right, I'll tell you what, you can tell me about that and you can tell me your name. Uh, my name's Kate Jerry, and um, I'm one of the directors of Isle Contemporary. So we have actually three different businesses in this building. Uh, one of them is Art Reach Studios, which runs the workshop side of what we do. So art workshops for children and adults. And Isle Contemporary, which is the exhibition and events. And then we have uh, Colette Gambell and I have a business uh, called AOC, which is the ceramic side of, well, some ceramics, but we are fine artists, so mixed media art. So there's that side as well. So when did the, when did actually the building we're in, when did Artreach and the gallery space here actually open up in its current form? Um, so we opened here uh, May 2001, 2021. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but late late in the day is, yeah, so 2021 we opened, so it's just about 14, 15 months ago. And it is, you're saying that there's the three businesses in one, so just tell us a little bit about, about how that works then. So I know I've been to a couple of actual exhibitions here, but there's also workshops as well, and when I came in before you were, you were busy working here. Yes, yeah, so we have our own practice here as well. So the part of the reason that we wanted to have um, an industrial unit was that it could be big enough to accommodate lots of different things happening in a multifunctional building, really. Um, so, yes, we run our own practice here. We have our kilns on site. So for ceramics, that makes things a lot easier, whereas before we had studios um, away from the gallery element and it was getting quite complicated. Um, so yeah, so then we could just sort of transform things, have the workshops here, and then clear the space again when we have um, exhibitions and events. If we just walk around the corner here, we'll just take a look at the space where you're working as you come in. We come into the, the body of the Kirk, as they say. It is uh, an industrial unit. You can probably hear the change of acoustics when we come in here. And I must admit, I didn't realise until I came to the last exhibition, which I think was the Creative Network, You've got the space down here. It's a high ceiling place being an industrial unit and there's a, an upstairs mezzanine level as well. Yes, that's correct. Uh, we have a really uh, wonderful lighting system here, both downstairs and upstairs. And um, it uh, is the perfect stage really for art exhibitions. The light's very different on the second level, but uh, we tend to open just when we have the gallery um, exhibition. And it also, I have to say, artisan events work very, very well here. Uh, with stalls downstairs and upstairs. And you mentioned lighting there. It's so important in a, in a gallery space and that it's crucial, really, having the right light to appreciate the painting and see it, quite literally, in the right light. Is this something that was specially installed uh, by you or by your colleagues or already here? Uh, no, we, this, that has been our bi biggest expenditure, actually, was to have a state-of-the-art lighting system fitted. Um, and, yeah, it makes an incredible difference, really, um, Again, because it's a multifunctional space, we're able to sort of move the lighting in the tracks. Um, so, yeah, in order to sort of see the artwork at its best, it's uh, really great to have that kind of spotlight. And do you need to actually change the lighting depending on, on what's being shown? 
Um, so it, it, it is, so we did choose a particular lighting that works with paintings and such like. Um, only you know the only thing that we can do is obviously sort of move move the angle of mm. the light, of the um, of the light but yeah that's all really so it's, it's kind of basic but state of the art works really well <laughs> well that's more or less and at the front of course where we've just come from we we're just standing in glorious sunshine there so yeah. you, you do get natural light coming in as well you do get some natural light which is why we kind of chose that area as you come in for sort of the pottery and um yeah it's just kind of quite an inviting little area there for visitors when we don't have other things going on here so tell us a little bit more then on the sort of you know a week in week out basis as it were can people drop in sort of at any time are there specific times when you're you're open and people can come in and see see what's happening how does it work so in a way the best way to find out what's going on here is probably to sign up to um, one of our mailing lists on our website so art reach studios for the workshops or Isle contemporary um, for the exhibition and events um, we are open friday afternoon saturday afternoon if we don't have an event on if we have an event on then the the, the times just change so really signing up to the mailing list is probably the best way or to get in touch as well so we do have appointments if people want to come in but there's not a lot to see unless you're doing a workshop or we have an exhibition on in the exhibition area but the pottery shop's open <laughs> okay so the pottery shop is that open what time it's open again uh, unless we have an event friday afternoon saturday afternoon or by appointment so and people can come and browse and and, and purchase as well yeah they can come and browse and purchase so we tend to set appointments up sort of four thirty onwards um so after work it's quite convenient and the pottery, we're just having a lovely look at it, and some lovely cups and uh, practical items. We were saying that the great thing with ceramics is that they can be a, a thing of beauty, a piece of art, and a piece of everyday utility where all in one, which is lovely. Uh, is this made on site? Um, it is made on site, yes, and uh, it's made by either myself or Colette Gamble. And um, yes, I think one of the attractive things about pottery is its functionality. So we sort of try to uh, balance the artistry with the functionality. Um, but we do find that people, yeah, one of the popular items is definitely the mugs. And they are very local, very Manx inspired on the whole. Um, if it's not a landscape mug, then it's got some uh, Manx Gaelic on it or, yeah. And do you like them to be used? Very much we like them to be used. They are made to be used, yes. Um, yeah, we've got, hopefully, in the future, um, other things that, that we'll be able to make. But I think that, that functional element, really, of the pottery is just really important. And you hear all the time, I must admit, whenever you hear anything on the arts, whether it's here on the Isle of Man, whether it's in the UK or further afield, it is a challenge to run a business like this. It is a challenge to run an art gallery and to keep it, A, open for all, uh, uh, B, functional, and C, keeping its head above water financially. Uh, yes, it's, uh, it's very, very difficult to do that. Um, I think you really have to love what you do in order to do what we do. Um, is I wouldn't advise anybody that wants to become wealthy to, to do it necessarily. Um, but yes, and it's very important that these kind of places are supported because actually they cannot exist without the support, without some kind of support. Yeah, We're very lucky that we have customers who completely understand what our position is and they continue to keep on coming along and helping where they can. That's two of us in radio and arts. We're <laughs> yes. both, in, both in the same boat yeah. there. And do you think... 
the thing is it always and i've said this before on the, on spotlight that whenever i go to exhibitions around the island whether here or other whether it's down in the with Eben down in port st mary or at the loom or such like there's sometimes i see these artists work and I think that's fantastic i love it i've never heard of them or seen them before mm -hmm. there's no shortage of talent on the island there's no mm -hmm. shortage of artists working in all sorts of media which then makes you think so why is it so seemingly sometimes underrepresented for people actually seeing it or, or so difficult to actually make it viable when it comes to running a, a, a lovely gallery. Yeah, so you see, you often see artists coming and going and so uh, they'll have the energy to bring their work out and that's fabulous, but often it's, it's very difficult to financially manage and so often you'll find that they disappear. Um, it's, uh, yeah, you need to have the spaces really in which to show the work. I mean, obviously there's so social media means that people can put their things mm. online, but actually the function of the gallery, of gallery spaces themselves shouldn't be undervalued because it's the one thing actually that can promote where an artist doesn't necessarily understand how to promote themselves. They can promote it so that they bring the prices up. There's all kinds of reasons why galleries work for artists um, and it's not just in showing the work, uh, so it's in managing them. Um, so yes, all of these things are, are um, becoming difficult, I think, nowadays. And do you think it's harder, again we were just chatting, is it harder for someone working in visual arts to actually get their work recognised and seen than those who might be working in, in the performance arts, whether they be poets or artists, or sorry, poets or singers or musicians and such like, actors, actresses? So I think that it is very difficult on all levels for all artists. Um, so I've worked in theatre as well, and I know how difficult it is for, knowing quite a few actors, how difficult it is for them. To, so I don't think there's any difference in that. Um, but what is important is that there are places and spaces in which they can, that, that opportunity is there, whether they make it or not is, is a different question. Um, so that, that kind of relies on all kinds of different things. But I think there are definitely similarities with, with all the arts. Well, it's a cracking space. As I say, it's a little gem in the heart of Peel, which you need to check out if you haven't done so already. You were laughing when I came in and said, isn't this lovely? You said, I think it's a mess, because <laughs> it just sort of has that feel of creativity everywhere. There's paint, there's pottery, there's pieces of work in various stages of completion. There's the little shop out the front, as you say, with all the pottery on. There's cards here, there's artistic supplies and such like. Any exhibitions coming up in the foreseeable that people can keep their eyes open for? Um, so what we do have is actually our own little studio opening on the 2nd of October, which is we've, we revamped the, the shop front, so um, we're sort of promoting and hoping that people will come along to that. Um, so that's like a little launch of new collections and things like that. And then on the 12th and 13th is our biggest event, actually, before Christmas, so that's the Hooger. Um, so we open up our doors. We will have, between here and House Manalin, we will have around 27 stalls wow. and it's very well curated so what we feel is really high quality crafts um, it was incredibly successful last year so I'm hoping that this year will be even better but it the whole space completely transforms it's got an amazing atmosphere and it's just that beginning where Christmas starts to build up so it's very exciting it's that cozy time of year as they say it certainly is <laughs> Well, terrific. Thanks very much for talking to us today. Uh, we look forward to the Hugger. Uh, we look forward to dropping down to more exhibitions here. And uh, yes, as I say, if you've not come down and checked out the various businesses here down in Artreach Studios in Peel, then uh, I suggest you do so.
If you know of any art gallery spaces you think we should be exploring and profiling, get in touch. Now we're just going to cross the road for a new exhibition highlighting the work of the brilliant, if undersung, artist Dave Fletcher. Paintings, the retrospective of his work, curated by his other half and brilliant artist herself, of course, Eileen Scher. The exhibition officially launched last Sunday, or the Sunday just gone, this Sunday, if you will, by our own Charles Gard. Here's a little of what Charles had to say in his opening address about the art and the man himself. He was always trying to get the art out to the people, and to this end, he came up with the brilliant idea of a travelling art gallery, and an Isle of Man transport double-decker was bought for £400 and converted into a gallery which would turn up at festivals and visit the island's towns with a continuous display of art inside it. Of course, what was really needed was a permanent contemporary art space, and David Wilson and Dave were determined that this should happen. I was on a subcommittee that visited various potential spaces on the island, uh, and being considered amongst others was the vast area above the Strands Shopping Centre, which is now occupied by 9,000 pairs of shoes, uh, run by Sports Direct, uh, art in itself, I suppose. It was even considered that the public lavatories on either side of the Villa Marina arcade, uh, arcade might be converted into an art space. Eventually, though, the Courtyard Gallery was established, which morphed eventually into the Sale Gallery in Douglas, of which Dave was patron. As Sue Woolley has pointed out in her excellent summary of Dave's life and work, which is part of the digital new Manxworthies, which will be going up on Culture Vannon's website, Dave had considerable recognition as an artist in his own right. He exhibited twice in the National Portrait Gallery Portrait Awards, and was a prize winner there in 1983. He won the Standard Offshore Bank competition in 2002 and was overall winner of the Singer and Friedlander competition in 2003. One of his larger works, Man Resting with His Prejudices, was accepted for the John Moores exhibition in Liverpool and was subsequently purchased by Sir John Moores himself. He has paintings in the Public Catalogue Foundation collection, which is created in partnership with the BBC Online. And of course, many of his paintings are held in public and private collections. Now, art is a very personal thing, and its appreciation and interpretation is also very personal. And I have, in fact, been warned off trying to analyse Dave's work by his wife and fellow artist Eileen, who quite rightly said that we will all make our own individual assessments of it. So you'll be spared any pretentious nonsense from me. However, I will give you some thoughts from a great friend and colleague of Dave's, someone whom he respected and who had great respect for him, Norman Sale. They taught together, they exhibited together, and to finish, I'll just quote what Norman had to say about Dave. His approach to his art is absolutely uncompromising. He will not be diverted from his vision by considerations of popularity, accessibility, status or commercial gain. This vision is intensely personal and idiosyncratic. I can't readily think of any label which could describe David Fletcher's work. The nearest I can manage is psychological and mystical. It is an exceptionally complicated creative process. And with those thoughts, 
I am delighted to declare this much-anticipated exhibition open. The exhibition runs through until February 2023, will be, won't it? Gosh. Free to attend, more than worth a sight. Dave, of course, himself sadly no longer with us, but if you're inspired by his work, many of the pieces on display are on sale. That's about it for this week. Don't forget, if you want to hear anything again, go to maxradio.com, download the Spotlight podcast, listen where you want. I'm told it's particularly good whilst cooking. Drop me a line with any artistic thoughts or ideas. Stay creative, and I'll see you next week. Cheerio. Cheerio.